previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. What reality show do you think you'd be the best on? Well, I don't look good at Q, so I won't be good in Drag Race. Um, <laughs> I mean, don't knock it till you try it. I mean. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. So, no third wheel. Is that what we're officially calling it now? The third wheel? Yeah, I think we should call it the third wheel. <laughs> no third wheel today. No. And I think there's a good reason for it because, well, let's start with, it is happy global cat day, Roxy. <gasps> I knew you'd enjoy that. But it's also happy sweetest day. Now, what? yeah, this is funny. Where do I begin? I didn't even know this was a thing. I thought it was a made-up extra holiday, like the greeting card companies, because it's it's not exactly in the middle of where Valentine's Day would be, but it'd be another excuse for like you know to go out and buy flowers and candy and but cards. But that would be sweetheart or sweetie. But this is sweetest. Right, happy sweetest day. So That's... we have to eat the sweetest sweets in the entire world <laughs> all day. Well, we, we can go I'm with fine that. With that, we can go with that. My point is, I did not know this was a thing until I was on a tour. I believe it was 2001, actually 2001, because it was right after 9-11, unfortunately. That's why I remember this. And I was. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> and I'm just saying that was the first I'd heard of it. And I was like, oh, please don't tell me this is going to catch on, blah, blah, blah. I'm well, just hearing about this now. Well, you didn't even know about it. No. Okay. Well, I'm getting an education because I kind of did a minor deep dive. I won't call it a deep dive, but. By a way, shallow dive? A shallow <laughs> Thank you, Roxy. A shallow dive. <laughs> Sweetest Day is a holiday that is celebrated in the Midwestern United States. Now, so this must mean in 2000, when I was on that tour, we must have been playing in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. This all makes sense to okay. me now because that it kind of, I thought it all just went away because I haven't heard about it in a long time. But it says it's also in parts of Northeastern United States and in Florida. I love how it's just like those three locations and in Florida. <laughs> And it's the third Saturday in October. It's a day to share romantic deeds or expressions and acts of charity and kindness. Sweetest Day has also been referred to as a hallmark holiday or a concocted promotion, which is what I was saying earlier, created by candy industry solely to increase sales of sweets. Now, that's what I, I mean, thought we, we were going We are with. getting close to Halloween, too. So. Well, there's that, but... Information for life. The first Sweetest Day was on October 10th, 1921 in Cleveland. So I'm just confused as to why it's called Sweetest Day and not Sweets Day or Sweetie Day or I, I don't know any like where did they come up with Sweetest as being the name? Well, maybe one of our Midwest listeners can get on this and let us know more information Why about it. Why is it sweetest? I don't know. Like I said, I thought it was a big thing yeah. like to counteract Valentine's Day. Right. It is, I mean, it's not exactly six months apart, but it, it's conveniently located not nearby. Right. Does that make sense? Right. All right. So much to get into. Before we want to do that, we want to... It's a big day. Big day for Littles. Big day last night for Steve Lipton and Mark Bryan and the Screaming Trojans. Hopefully some of you littles got out there to Annapolis to see that. But today, hopefully we'll get this out in time. Let's not forget we have a Summer of Littles event, right, Roxy? We do. Bob Walsh posted Summer of Littles random gatherings. Weather looks good for New England Littles to join Sully and Bob Walsh at Treehouse Brewery, Charlton, Massachusetts, today from 1 to 3. Look for a tweet or email summeroflittles2 at gmail.com to know where on the Treehouse grounds to find them. 
All right. And then this one, we didn't even really know about. I mean, I sort of knew about it, but I didn't know. They didn't ask us to promote it in any way. I kind of wish they would have. But today, there is a Rocco's Warriors golf outing. Oh. And I, I feel bad. We didn't really... I saw a post about it, and then it kind of went away. But they didn't ask us to, to push it at all, which we would have more than happily have done. But what we can do is... You're probably too late tonight, because depending on when this drops, it's, it was today at 9 a.m. It starts. It's a golf outing, and it's a, a great event, and there's a dinner involved. You can actually just do the dinner. So maybe you're not too late for that. But anyway, it's being held at Manor Valley Golf Course in Export, Pennsylvania. So if you're not too late, maybe you can just go to the dinner. I'm also sure they're taking donations. They have their things listed as PayPal is Rocco's Warriors NP. That's Nancy Paul. And then their Venmo is just Rocco28, the number 28. And those are probably the best ways to donate if you'd like to. We just wanted to make sure everyone knew about that. All right. Should we get into the emails and everything, Roxy? Yeah, let's do it. Let's start with, you had one from Bobby Gottfried, right? Yes. Did someone say Sinister Minister? I know it was on the topic of horse names, but it's also of the best Flectones songs. <laughs> now, do you know who the Flectones are? No freaking clue. <laughs> <laughs> I will they're, Google it. <laughs> they're a good band. I actually like them. So. Maybe there's a song that I know and just don't realize it's theirs. Yeah. So in the next one, I'm just going to get it out of the way. Rip the Band-Aid off for me. It was a quick little, sometimes I just talk so fast and, yeah. and I, I get excited about things and yeah. I just mispronounce things, things and things come out and I mispronounce names. I heard from a bunch of people about me mispronouncing Pat Forty's name and I apologize for that. What did you say? I just said Pat Ford, I oh. think. Yeah, I just read it quick. And of course, I know his name's Pat Forty. And one of the main ones we heard from was Rupesh Sharma. And so he was nice about it, as were a couple others. Sully actually reached in as like an afterthought, like, I'm sure someone obviously wrote in about this. And I was like, <laughs> yes. But he also just said, I don't want Bobby to be the only ombudsman. Hopefully I said that right. I mean, I don't know what that is. I have to look that up. <laughs> Listen, we've already established we're neither smart nor funny. So like, you know. Well, we try. Okay, so now we're just going to do a couple things in our personal lives. Well, actually, Roxy, we did get a text from your dad. Yes, we did. I mean, I don't know if it's, it wasn't a, a new thing, but he was commenting on, he was clarifying that he doesn't care for Bob Costas. Right. Uh, so I, I had that correct. Yes, you did. And he says, I liked him when he was a nobody getting started. He was insightful in his sports analysis and good play-by-play -play announcer. As his reputation grew and he became high profile, he transitioned to a pompous, self-absorbed <laughs> punk who seems to believe sports events, a.k.a. the Olympics, only exist so the world can listen to him. That person bears no resemblance to the young Bob Costas. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Dad. All right. I'm telling you, I like that as a segment. <laughs> All right. And so now we're going to close with we had some things. Well, I mean, I don't want to make light of this, okay? Because you, you kind of, well, we wouldn't call it an injury, right? No. Okay. But you had to go get taped up. Yeah. My knee isn't tracking correctly. Whatever that means. It, it just means that, means that it's it's out of proper alignment. So when my knee bends and straightens and things like that, it's not sitting where it needs to. So I'm feeling things happening underneath the kneecap. So nothing crazy, no pops, no locks, yeah, but that's no not, okay. clicking or anything. It's just, you know, a little twinge here but and the there. the way you started that, it sounded like you had to have like surgery or something. No, 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 well, no. Well, obviously not. I, I have kinesio tape on my knee currently. Kinesio so tape. I feel very athletic and bionic. Okay, and but, but I don't know. I know, I know that the littles like nothing. But. Okay, but I know the littles are dying to know now. Uh -huh. When you went there originally, 
<laughs> pain level. What was your pain level? <laughs> were you attacked by a bear? What were these? I don't remember. We have to bring this back up because I remember it was a good time. It was like being attacked by a bear, a lion, or something like that. Okay, yes. Yeah, so the pain scale that I was feeling, I described it as between a 0.5 and a 1. So there is no 0.5 on the pain scale. Littles, I think we posted this a couple months ago. But a no, if you feel a number 1, it means it might be an itch. So no, <laughs> it's not an itch. It's definitely not an itch. But <laughs> I'm still concerned as to why, if you have an itch, you would go to, what are these people called? AT, athletic training. Athletic training. Uh-huh. Okay, anyway, <laughs> move on. So what was your pain level? My pain level was between a 0.5 and a 1. But what, no, I mean, were you being attacked by a bear? No, no of course not. because being attacked by a bear is a 9. <laughs> and I was okay. not feeling a 9. <laughs> okay, but there's no, on there, what's a 1? What's a 0.5? I don't know what a 0.5 is. It's less than an itch, or less than it might be an itch. Okay, so what's after itch? I just need a Band-Aid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you go to athletic training for, well, that kind of makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. But you need it. Actually, that's what you got. Kind of. Kind of. You got but athletic it was, tape. Yeah. I mean. You it, got it taped up. The pain is like nothing. I'm just glad that it seems to be just that my knee isn't tracking right and not like early arthritis okay, or something like that. The way you like make that. it sound, you're tracking right, it's out of alignment. It's not, it just made it sound really, No, it was really actually really cool. She was shuffling my kneecap around and okay. showing me like, oh, so you see how it's resisting when I push it this way. So I'm, I'm rolling out my IT bands, my iliotibial bands, I think. IT bands, whatever. So I'm rolling those out to try to loosen it up because everything's connected. Everything in the human body is connected to something. So if you're having trouble in one area, it's probably initiating from somewhere else. You know, potentially, potentially. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I could bend, I could straighten, I could do all the things. And then real quick, before we get to our great Meet the Littles guest today, we, I just had to announce this discovery because I feel like I'm now borderline millennial. Okay. Okay. So with my work now, we are having to get retested for COVID, understandably. And so I went to the place to get tested. (laughs) And he says, well, why don't you get, why don't you here scan this and it will come up on your phone. QR code. Like a QR, is that what it is? I didn't even know Mm -hmm. what it was called. Okay. And because I've tried this a bazillion times, I feel like. Now, to be fair, I didn't realize this trick either. Oh, no, I know. That's why I'm excited about this because you were just as much in the dark as I was. (laughs) Okay. So, because we've tried at restaurants many times, my phone, I can take a picture of it, but I can't. I didn't, I don't have that fancy app that you have. The QR reader. The QR app. reader. Mm-hmm. And my phone's old. It's free. I'm old. I've accepted this. <laughs> it's a five something. Five C. And they're like way past 13 now, right? Or something? They're at 13, I think. They're at 13? Okay. So I have quite a ways to do to catch up. But I like my phone. It's small. It fits in my pocket. Uh-huh. It does what I want it to do. You need the 12 mini. It fits in my pocket. I don't need, I just, anyway. <laughs> so the guy, I felt bad because I kind of like, pulled a well he was like no it will do it and I'm like sir I'm telling you it won't I've tried it a bazillion times everyone tells me it does it but I'm telling you it won't do it I'm like fine here take my phone (laughs) and it worked (laughs) I don't know well be okay so I I was confused by this too because I've I've 
I've seen people taking, it looks like they're taking pictures, like actual pictures. Well, right. That's what I thought you had to do. Me too. I didn't realize but there then was another. It, but then I'm like, I would take a picture of the QR code right. and I'd be like, now what? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I couldn't do all, because now all the That's menu, why I got the app. Because all the restaurants now, the menus yeah. and all that stuff, it's all QR codes. Mm-hmm. And so I can never access them, I right. thought. Right. So, but now I think I can, because this kid kind of showed me how you to do it. You just have to hover the phone over the code. Well. And then a little box pops See, up. See, that's what I didn't realize. And then you, and then like a drop down notification comes. That's up. what I was missing. The drop that, down notification. Right, right. So I also think that maybe my notifications were turned off for that for my camera, which meant I maybe. don't know something. I think maybe that was part of the reasoning. Anyway, all I'm saying is yes, it's sweetest day, but hug a millennial because, <laughs> you know, they're not as bad as I thought. So that's all. I'm <laughs> so, all right, Roxy, let's get out of here. Let's get to our meet the littles guest. It's going to be a fun time, so we'll be right back with... Meet the Littles! You are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. What's a Loyal Little? Gold drink by my side Drinking and just thinking About the way you lied About the way you left me All the tears I cried All the lonely nights I spent Without you by my side But today beneath this blue sky We are being played in this episode by Mark Thacker And this song is called Blue Sky the only blue I know. And Mark writes in, Blue sky, the only blue I know, came to be one October afternoon when there wasn't a cloud in the sky and I was relaxing on the patio with a cold drink and my ukulele. I think the subject of the song is either lying to himself or just having a good day. It's from our album Over on Paint Street, a 38-song release recorded with my friend Jeff McDonald. We have released two albums since that release, Standing By My Dreams in 2018 and Gliding By in 2020. If you like what you hear, you can find Mark on Facebook at Mark Thacker Music. That's M-A-R-K-T-H-A-C-K-E-R Music. He also has a YouTube channel and you can just find him there. Search Mark Thacker Music. And you can also find his stuff over on Amazon. And as always, we'll play the full song, Blue Sky, The Only Blue I Know, at the end of the podcast. Baby, I don't really care Gave up trying to figure Why you left and where'd you go Through your whip and what I said All things I'd like to know But the day the blue sky All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, we have another fun one for you today. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Rick Sharp. Hey, Rick, how's it going? Going great. Uh, I don't know if it's a great one, like you said, but I'm, I'll do the best I can. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I'm sure it's going to be fine. Well, right. we can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast and meeting the littles here. So I know you've heard a couple episodes, so we normally just turn it right over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there? Uh, my name is Rick Sharp. I'm from Allentown, Pennsylvania. I went to school at American University. All right, let's pause. 
<laughs> if you could see Roxy's face right now. Am I giving too much information right away? No, but you said the magic word. Allentown. Town. Oh, okay. It's you, from, why is that? Uh, from the Broadway musical <laughs> 42nd Street. It's well, great. do you know the song Lullaby of Broadway? Yes. Okay, well, there's Did a... say Allentown in a song? Peggy Sawyer, the lead role, is from Allentown. Right. Right. Oh. Oh. No, it's a great song. And he says, she's like, I'm from Allentown. He goes, Allentown, I'm giving you the chance to star in a Broadway show, and you say Allentown. Yeah. Should we get back to him? Anyway, I just, I was I mean, very excited that, should, about Allentown. I know. You should, I'm telling you, I wish we had, <laughs> it's the one time I wish we had video going, because her face just lit up. <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to say the Billy Joel song for sure. That's oh, that's a good going. one, too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, too, mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're from Allentown. That's all we yes. got out of that. So, <laughs> all right. And we're two and a half minutes in. We love this. All right, so continue, please, sir. Well, the most interesting thing I was getting to is I went to American University ah. uh, with with David Aldridge. Whoa. Mm. Yeah, okay, so. well, at least we're not burying the lead right away. This is good. <laughs> People tell me that I was introduced to him there, but I, there's wide swaths of my college life that I don't remember, so I don't actually remember meeting him. <laughs> but mutual friends of ours have said that I was introduced to him, so you know, oh. I had that going for me, which is nice. nice. Okay. And actually, he was the uh, editor of the AU Eagle sports section, and my picture was featured on the back page of that one time, so he must have at least looked at my picture at one point. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm saying he had a Rick Sharp moment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should be. That's right. Right. Of course. Instead of, yeah. Okay. So uh, what did you major in there? Uh, I was a justice major. I was going to go to law school. Oh. But then in my sophomore year, I actually worked at the law school. And after spending six months around a law school and law students, I decided I did not want to do that anymore at all. Okay. We're going to so just, I... we're just going to pick this apart. First of all, could you just, I'm just going to go there. What is a justice major? What is that exactly? American University was one of the few programs at the time, that's why I went there, that most people that wouldn't go to law school major in English or history or something, mm-hmm. they actually had a program where you could focus on pre-law, oh. but the major was called justice. And we did a lot of different things. I was an intern at the D.C. Public Defender's Office. I did a bunch of stuff. And it wasn't just criminal justice. It was a lot of undergrad versions of what you would take in law school. Like I had a constitutional law class. I, see. I had a okay. torts class. So it's basically a very direct way to prepare people for law school, which would have been great, except you didn't want to be I a very lawyer. quickly decided I didn't want to go to law right. school. Well, this is interesting to me because I did want to be a lawyer. My parents were both cops, and I thought I wanted to be a lawyer until I realized how much schooling was involved. Mm. And it's funny because after I got my bachelor's and started touring, you know, once the whole internet college became a thing, mm-hmm. I was interested in getting my master's. Because, you know, when you're on tour, a lot of times... Most days you're just sitting in the hotel room or, you know, as you're playing these cities, there's not too much touristy stuff to do. Or once you've been around the country eight times, you've already done the touristy stuff. (laughs) So, you know, you need stuff to fill your time. So you, what I was going to do is I was going to go back to school and get my master's and criminal justice, I think was one of the majors on uh, most of these internet schools. And my friends, of course, thought I was crazy. And they're like, you've been watching too much Law and Order. And I was like, okay, but I've always had an interest in it, but they just didn't know that side of me because here I am a drummer, performer. I just always didn't really even realize. So when you said just justice, I was wondering if that was different from, but it sounds like it's all the same thing. Yeah, it was just more, it was more leaning towards like courtroom stuff than actual police kind of stuff. Right. Right. It wasn't criminal justice. It was more just the justice system. Right. Cool. In general. So. Okay. so interesting. And so then you 180, I guess, and you started taking classes in something else. Well, I 180 right out of school and became a bartender <laughs> in Georgetown. <laughs> nice. As you do. Okay. Yeah, and I, once I started doing that and realizing that there were fun ways to make money, that's pretty much what I did for the next 
10 years or so. I actually worked at a, a restaurant that's not there anymore. It was called Hamburger Hamlet. It was right next to Chadwick's, which became Chad's, which became Chatter. Right. Oh, so wow. I actually worked, and I actually lived in Tony's neighborhood for a while, too. That's cool. Now, did you know he was there at the time? I did not, although I knew who he was because I read him in the post. I mean, this was the mid-'80s. So oh, he was I see. So way back when. Not really a television guy at that point. Yeah. Right, sure. Mm-hmm. Now, but I did read his columns in the post. Now, were they parking trailers on your street back then, or is, is that like Well, I thing? lived in one. No. <laughs> Excellent. No, just kidding. But <laughs> no, it was always it, it's an interesting neighborhood back there because it's not what you're accustomed to when you think of like a big rich neighborhood. You know what I mean? Houses are smaller, older. Mm-hmm. You'd always see like the occasional like abandoned car that somebody just kind of stolen and parked out there and left. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then after bartending, what happened? Well, I moved back to Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and I got into restaurant equipment sales because I wanted to get out of the restaurant business, and that's how I got into sales in general. Oh, okay. Which is basically what I've been doing since 1995 or so. Wow. Although, really, the job I have now, I've kind of advanced past sales. I'm kind of the vice president of everything the president doesn't feel like doing <laughs> at my company. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's sidetrack now. Let's 180 somewhere else. Now, your fandom. Now, I think this is going to be interesting for us. So, where does your fandom lie? And what's, like, your favorite sport and stuff like that? Well, the funny thing is, growing up in Allentown, which is about equal distance between... New York and Philadelphia, uh-huh. you kind of had some choices growing up. Yep. Yeah. Now, since it was in Pennsylvania, most people went the Philly way, mm-hmm. but I kind of took an early out on that, and I went with the Yankees instead of the Phillies, that's which I'm sure will make you very happy as a Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I thought, because we've done some what we call lurking on the uh, yes, I was gonna say. Very <laughs> Little podcast. Well, I have to admit, because I've done similar things, but your whole story about you booked the wrong airport just made me oh, laugh. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. <laughs> I couldn't believe I did that. You know how many times I had, first when I booked it, then when I got the confirmation email, then when I checked in, I had to look at that three or four different times and not notice that it said JFK and not EWR on it. I, <laughs> no. I, I don't understand how that and I didn't realize until I was at Logan Airport on the shuttle. Oh my god. To the terminal and I was like I was like, wait, this is not the I don't think this is the right <laughs> how I first even just noticed it was you posted a picture you were on the Long Island Railroad, I think. Yeah, I was at the Jamaica Station waiting for the LIR into Penn Station, and I tried to take the train from Penn Station back out to Newark Airport. It only cost me about 90 minutes in all of my dignity. Oh, well, actually, wow, that's not bad, actually. Mm -hmm. I was actually more upset that you didn't give us a call, like, hey, I'm here, let's have a drink or something. So we were like... (laughs) Well, I don't know, you know, I don't assume any Red Sox fans live in New York City. I wasn't really... (laughs) Oh, they're here, don't you worry. Especially ones that didn't... Didn't you also grow up in New York State? Yeah, upstate, yeah, near Albany. Yep. So maybe I should be asking you how you wanted to be in a Red Sox fan. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't want to bore the other listeners. You'll have to go back and, you know, and, and no, because I've actually told you. Oh, I'm sorry. Story. That was covered on a previous episode. Oh, ma- I didn't yeah, get many times. Well, yet. I don't know if the yeah. whole story, but no, I, I mean, so. a lot. Of, I've hinted at it a few times here and there. But going back real quick, there are a lot of us here. I'm just saying. There there's are there's quite a few bars yeah. in the city here. Mm-hmm. And you're going to laugh at this. I. I'm not sure if you picked up on this. I play a lot of baseball and softball both here in the city. And one of my dreams is honestly to have a softball team that plays in Central Park and just have us called the Central Park Red Sox. That's like my dream. And to be like... That would be fantastic. It, <laughs> That's, even though I hate the Red Sox, you know, I can't even say that. I'm probably the one Yankees fan you're ever going to meet who doesn't get a ton of vitriol towards the Red Sox mm-hmm. out of them. You know, I just... I don't know. To, to me, uh, well, if we get more into things about sports, you'll find I'm not that guy. I'm not, even yeah. though I love sports. I love sports. I'm not a ride or die guy. Gotcha. 
where where I don't hurt when my teams lose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wake yeah. up, you know, I, I wake up the next day and it's over. Right. But well, uh, I think that would be that's so up my alley to do something like that to just poke people in the eye. I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> well, I do hurt. But I will say, yeah. and everyone knows this about me, I always, especially when it comes to baseball specifically, I always say I'm a baseball fan first, then a Red Sox fan. And what I mean okay. by that, and I've told this stories, these stories on the podcast, like I just go to games as much as I can. I just love baseball. So I will go to Yankee Stadium and Met Stadium. I still say Shea, but it's City Field now. Yeah. And just to go see games, and I was, said this a bazillion times, I was there for Jeter's 3,000th. I wasn't going to miss it. I had tickets all weekend. You know, I respect. <laughs> I mean, the Yankees are yeah. a great franchise, obviously. And I hate them, but... You know, right. I respect them. So, yeah, I just love the game, and I just love the I'm game. the same way. I love to go to games, and I travel not as much as you do, but, I mean, I've been to probably 15 oh, major wow. league baseball oh, stadiums. Yeah. Like, the way I used to travel when I was traveling by myself most of the time, I would just go to a city, and I would just go on stuff up on my phone, mm-hmm. buy the absolute cheapest ticket in the stadium. Yep. <laughs> Just to get in the front gate, and then I, I would never go to my seat. Yeah, I would just wander around the stadium. Yep, ah, that's exactly. And, and what that's because I, I, I'll do that any day. I love baseball like that. Yeah, but and I always just love to see the architecture of the stadium and. Uh, just to get all the different views and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah, it's good times. See, right. I'll respect, but I gotta sit in a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, in a baseball stadium in a weeknight, just about any stadium in America, you can find a place to sit. That's yeah, true. Right. Even the Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park. Sure. Yep. You'll find a place to put your butt if you need to rest. Yeah. <laughs> now, what about the other sports? Now, are you across the board, uh, New York, or should I say New Jersey? No, I don't really have any other teams in sports. I just like oh. to watch sports. You know how we said we're kind of, I was on the border of Philadelphia and New York. I mm-hmm. was actually, I grew up as an Eagles fan. But I stopped rooting for them when they signed Michael Vick. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And I just never went back. Now I'm just a football fan. Now I'm just a red zone fan, basically. Yeah. I root for my money and my fantasy team. <laughs> Are you in the Littles fantasy group by any chance? I am not. Oh, you're not? I am okay. not. It seems a little rabid. <laughs> just <laughs> following stuff on Twitter. And, and, and I guess, uh, I, I don't know if this is the league you're talking about, but the, the league where they seem to like change the rules a lot. Oh, that's the Berserker oh, League. Oh, that's different. That's uh. different. No, there's, there's a little... <laughs> yeah, we haven't group. gotten there yet. There's a little... Yeah, we, it was funny. We were like, oh, we're into it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then I got more into it, and I realized what it took... And I mean, this week alone, we chickened out. We chickened out, basically. I just didn't have the time. I can barely keep up with the regular Loyal Littles fantasy group. And that has three divisions. And I've lost every week. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm doing terrible in my fantasy league. My a guy I know who's like a fantasy expert looked at my team at the beginning of the year and said, "This is a great team. I don't know how you got all these players." And I promptly lost four in a row. Wow. well, all my players get injured. My quarterback's injured. My running back's injured. It's just, it's a nightmare. But let's not talk about fantasy. Um, <laughs> I'm so bitter about it. It's like, uh, I was, because I had a good team and I was doing well. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's falling apart. I lost to Bill Isaacson this last week. Yeah. At least you haven't lost yeah. to everybody like I That's have. That's true. All right. So going back real quick, did you say the bar you worked at was chad's no it was it was two doors down oh two doors down the same it was on the same block okay and what happened was because the place i worked was a restaurant that closed at 10 we would always go to chadwick's after work because they were open later okay now so did you ever make it back to chatter when it became chatter i went one time i was in town there was a there was a rugby game at rfk stadium that it was wales versus south africa not that that's important to anybody but the few rugby fans who may be on this (laughs) but and afterwards i stayed a weekend and it was sunday and i was on my way out of town and i was like i'm just gonna go into chatter just to say that i've been there Hmm. and there was nobody there Uh, (laughs) at least i could say i was there one time yeah for sure so you didn't meet any other littles or anything like that 
no, not only did no other I think I was the only good customer in the entire restaurant. Oh my gosh! Oh, which, no. which I guess should have told me all I needed to know about what was going on there. Aww. Yeah, was this towards the end, or was this? I think it was. Yeah. I, I'm a little fuzzy on the dates, but yeah, I, I think it, they, they had a brunch, and it was just not really didn't seem to be happening. Yeah. It was funny though. I, I heard uh, this is a funny anecdote. I was sitting there listening to two bartenders talking while I was eating my brunch. And I heard the one bartender kept saying something about Liz's dad. Liz's dad said this, and Liz's dad said that. <laughs> and I realized, I thought to myself, they're talking about Tony. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, because Liz was, I guess, like the pastry chef for there. Yeah. And one thing we did hear about it was. The, the desserts were. I forget who it was. It might have been Ash. Somebody said if they had just turned it into pastry restaurant right. type thing, it would have. Apparently, the desserts yeah. were out of this world. All right. Well, listen, we already need to take a break. You can stick around, though, right? Of course. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, great. I'm in a hotel room in Bethlehem doing nothing. So I can... <laughs> <laughs> with right. no internet. With no internet. Yeah. With no internet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We'll Wild. get into that in a second. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. We are lucky enough to have Rick Sharp with us this episode, and we are just getting into... Now, you're in a hotel room, you said, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yes, I am. I've played Bethlehem, Pennsylvania before. Where? And, of course uh, you have. I don't remember the name <laughs> of that. Is there a college there? There's several. Lehigh? Okay, it had Lafayette. to be... It must have been one of the colleges then there. Right. But you were saying how you were running into some issues with the hotel. Now, the funny part yeah. is when people say, for one of the first questions we always get asked is, like, well, what's your favorite city? You know, where have you been? Blah, blah, blah. And it's so funny how I say to them, it's not really a fair question because most times if the hotel sucks or the theater sucks, we're like, well, the city sucks. Well, that's not fair. That's not always true. Right. You know what I mean? But in your case, now this is also another interesting thing because you were saying how you have no internet. Is that right? Yes, I have no internet. None. Okay. I actually, I, I contacted you in a, in a panic a few <laughs> hours ago saying, I don't know if that's internet fixed by the time it's time to do this. Right. So, so I, and I just said, well, we'll just do a phone call. Yeah. So that's why this is right. sounding a little different, which is fine. It's working. Now you just went down, you said you went down to the front desk to inquire about yes. it, right? And what did mm -hmm. he say to you? <laughs> I went down to the front desk. I said, you know, the internet's not working. He said, oh, no, it's working. It just sucks. <laughs> And he said, what floor are you on? I said, I'm on the top floor. He goes, yeah, it's not going to work up there. Just bring your computer down here. <laughs> I was like, just the, the matter of fact, the way that he said it, I was right. like, yeah, that's a... Uh, and if uh, I had a dollar for every time that happened, I mean, yeah. seriously. So then, of course, the next day when we're checking out and people, I'm like, oh, this is... Uh, if, you, if you're dependent on internet, it's so right. funny how there's certain things, people have different things, nice towels, nice, you know, whatever. Robes. Robes, yeah. <laughs> things like that. But it's funny. So, of course, you're going to, well, I had no internet, so this hotel sucks, you know, which the hotel yeah. might be fine. But, yeah, yeah anyway, it's just. It, well, what I was going to say, the, the bad news for them is I will have internet in my office tomorrow and I know how to write reviews. Right. So, ah, exactly. There you go. So that's my point. And it's just, it, you, it was just so funny when you were kind of starting to tell us that story off air. It just reminded me of tour life. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what it yeah. was. The other one was always like what kind of cable package they had. You know what I right. mean? Right. It's like, wow. do you have HBO? Do they have, you know, this? Right. do they have that? Um, that was more important to me 20, like 15 years ago. Now right. I'm, well, that's the other I'm, thing. I'm just, I just get put Netflix on my iPod. Exactly. I don't think yeah. I'm on it. 
on my iPad. I mean, I don't think I've turned on hotel TV. I don't even know when I when. Right. Although I guess I'll be doing that tonight since there's, yeah, no, there's internet. no internet, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's so funny. Now you're going to depend on it. Yeah, um, yeah, right. But no, in all seriousness, it's so amazing to me. Like, I'm going to date myself here. But when I started, you know, it's funny. I'll tell stories to these millennials now when I go on tour. And they swear it's not true. When I say, yeah, we toured without cell phones and computers. And mm-hmm. they're like, what? What do you mean? How did you do that? And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've heard the horror stories of people that toured before ATMs. Now think about that. Yeah. I mean, seriously, think about that. I yeah. mean, you thought you well, had it bad, you know, and I thought I yeah, had but... it bad. It's like, it's hilarious. And like you said, now you don't even need TVs because you can just watch everything right. on your laptop or whatever. So anyway, all right, well, let's get back into you. Now, we didn't get into this in the first part. How did you get into Tony and when did you become a little and all that kind of stuff? Well, like I said, I knew about Tony when I was in college and then I moved back to Pennsylvania and it kind of just went out of my life. And I missed the whole beginning of the, of the radio era. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick it back up until he started doing the ESPN national show. Ah, okay. And then at first, when he first started doing that, the 10 to 1, I was still a, a kind of a road salesman. So I listened to the whole show. But then as it got closer to the end, I, I believe that show ended in 2004. Like around 2003, I kind of got an office job. So what I would do is I would always time it. So I would have lunch and I got in the parking lot and I would listen to old guy radio in the mailbag section every day. Ah, okay. <laughs> and that's all I would hear. Mm-hmm. But then I remember the last show he did. He didn't, he, and this is funny. This is why I love TK. His last show on ESPN, he didn't show up. And Andy Poley had to do the whole show. <laughs> really? And he basically, Andy Poley basically said, believe me, I haven't seen the last of Tony. <laughs> so th- then that ended, and then I didn't know what happened to him. I didn't realize that he just basically went back to doing it locally in D.C. Mm. And one day I was driving from Richmond up to D.C. Well, not driving. I was sitting in traffic on 95 between Richmond and D.C. And I was just scanning through radio stations, and all of a sudden they pop up, and it's like the show. It's like the same show. Wow. And I literally had to pull over to the side of the road, and I was like, I can't believe they're still doing the show. Right. <laughs> if you didn't live in the D.C. area for a couple of years there before the podcast really got rolling, you didn't even know about it. Yeah. You know, and I, I could be, I'm, you know, I'm sure somebody will say, I know he's wrong about that, but you just didn't know how to find it. And that could be true. Yeah. <laughs> but I had no idea that the show was still going on. Wow. So that made me very happy, and eventually I picked up the podcast. And... Wow. Gotcha. Now, are you a PTI fan as well? No. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. No, I do not like Michael Wilbon. Uh, <laughs> I used to watch it a lot the first few years, but I probably haven't watched that show in five or six years. Yeah. Okay. Roxy has, uh, well, she always blames Wilbon for them not finishing on time at the end. Yep. Which drives her crazy. <laughs> and then the other one is she hates when they play What's That Word? I don't know if you remember that game or not. Is he always has. <laughs> oh, yeah. He never just says this. It, it's What's always, that word? And then he has like a phrase. Yeah, it's a phrase that's hyphenated to make it appear as if it's a word. I'm like, that's yeah. cheating. No. Yeah, he's, he's, he's trying to stuff a whole bad yeah. point into one word. Yeah. yeah. So he just puts a bunch of hyphens in. Yep. Right. Yep. So, Rick, you never, we actually never got into this now. We know you grew up in Bethlehem or Allentown. Allentown. Yes. But he's in Bethlehem now. Yes. With no this. internet. With no internet. Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. But, but where do you live now? Well, I actually live near the Jersey Shore in a town called Brick. I lived in Pennsylvania when I moved back from D.C. And then when I met my current wife, you know, we had both, she had a house and I didn't after our respective previous situations. So I moved down to the Jersey Shore and I love it there. I love the beach. Like I said, I live in a town called Brick and there is a town right next to me called Wall. So Brick and Wall are two towns in New Jersey that are right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and most people, I'm not making that up. There's, there's, 
wall brick is south of wall and north of tom's river which doesn't fit the joke but you know i've heard of that, most though. people if you want to know where i live tom's river is the closest yeah. town that, to, that people would actually know i have college friends from tom's river they actually opened a theater company there after in college. tom's river yeah yeah oh. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe times there's changed a little. Oh, maybe. You know, I've lived all over Jersey. I mostly up near the city, obviously, like mm-hmm. Bayonne and Elizabeth, Elizabeth. and West New York. Mm-hmm. I've never been to the shore once. So many really? people. I've worked in. Ba- you know, I've done like three shows in Bayonne and stuff, and they're always like, "Oh, we're going to the shore this weekend. You should come with us." And it just never, it just never happened. Yeah. And yeah, I, well, you're better off not going to that shore, but. Well, I know, but I meant down to the shore. You yeah, know, that's what they would always say. They're like, "Oh, we're going down to the shore," you know, and I was just like. I don't know, but then I hear stories about them sitting in traffic for like five hours getting mm, back on that's Sunday like trying night. Trying to get out to Montauk. Yeah, and I just—it never yeah. sounded that appealing to me. Getting out to Montauk is a disaster. Nightmare. You're right about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. No, so I live about—I can be a, have my toes in the sand in about ten minutes from the, my front door. So. Oh, nice. Wow, that's amazing. I like that. Yeah. Jealous. Yeah. Well, listen, Rick, we're almost out of time now. We—I know you've heard a couple episodes. We pride ourselves in the fun, dumb questions. Now, is that going to yes. be okay? I promise, to be fun and dumb. <laughs> Perfect. Right. You're ready. Well, at least dumb for sure. <laughs> All right, Roxy, what do we got? I like this one. If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? Rugby. Oh. I played rugby. I played rugby for 25 years and coached. So. Oh wow. And that, that that literally just became an Olympic sport four years ago. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to have. Not that I was, I was ever that kind of player, but. You know, that would definitely be my preference. Cool. Well, I'm glad we asked that question because mm-hmm. that could have been something you could have mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know. As, you know. <laughs> I got swept away on other things. I'm sorry. That's all right. I know. Our, <laughs> our voices just take it away. All right. What's your most embarrassing childhood memory? Well, I'll tell you what. I played. I was very, very small when I was young, and I played football. I weighed about 80 pounds when I was in ninth grade. Whoa. And my coach asked me one time at practice, he said, what are you going to do if you stay this height forever? And I said, I'll be a jockey. Oh, which yeah. I thought was a pretty funny response until he decided to tell that story at the year end banquet in front of about 500 people. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, to be fair, I always wanted to be a jockey growing up. And then <laughs> and then when I realized I couldn't be because we spent all our summers at Saratoga and all these racetracks. But then, Mike, I had a cousin who was a jockey for harness racing. And so oh. I wanted to emulate that, and it just never happened. But I don't know. I, I don't think that's such a bad answer. But anyway. well, I was only saying because I was short. Because you were eighty pounds, I right? <laughs> I didn't a... think I didn't really want to be a jockey. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it'd be exciting. I don't know. Anyway, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you be? Rick Sanchez. Who's that? You know who that is? No. Uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, we've had we've had a lot of those. We've had a couple, yeah, yeah, Rick and Morty, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that was the full name because we haven't seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Mm-mm. Oh my god, you got to watch it. What is it on? Uh, is that like Cartoon a ca- Network? Cartoon Network. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you can find it on Hulu or something. Too. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. What is the one food you could never bring yourself to eat? Well, that's a funny story. <laughs> That'll be a good. Okay. I don't eat vegetables. <laughs> At all. Oh. So anything green that's not a jelly bean, <laughs> I do not eat. That's so, a perfect wh- so rhyme, wait, wait, first wait, wait. of all. So you don't eat any vegetables whatsoever? I've not eaten a vegetable since the day when I was 12 years old. My mother to- gave up and told me I could stop. Really? 
Yep. All right. So now we have to go into this. All right. But this you're, is better but than fun dumb questions. All right. Humans so, need vegetables. Yeah. Like, how do you get those nutrients? Apparently not. I'm 55. I'm in great shape. <laughs> so I, I eat a lot of. I just eat a lot of meat and potatoes. Know, f- fish, chicken, mm. potatoes. Mm-hmm. I take a lot of vitamins and stuff to yeah. make up for some of that. But uh, I always watch. I count all my calories. I, I keep track of all my carbohydrates mm. and proteins and things like that. And I've just uh, done fine without it. I just, I don't know. I just, it's more of a texture thing. I just don't like it. That's and so I just, once, once, once I was given the choice, I just stopped. Now, and is it just me. green vegetables or is, oh, is it is all it... vegetables? All vegetables. Oh, oh. wow. So no corn on the cob. Isn't that fun no. as a kid? You didn't want to eat? Okay. Wow. Mm. What about fruit? Fruit, I eat, yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. What's your favorite fruit? Mangoes. Nice. Interesting. That's, That's a really first good of the answer. Loyalist podcast, yeah. I think. All right. <laughs> if someone made a movie of your life, would it be a drama, comedy, romantic comedy, action film, or science fiction, or a horror film? <laughs> I added that. Depends on which part. Depends on what day it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, my twenties would be a horror film. My thirties yep. would be a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. and everything after that would just be a boring documentary. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not in there. Document. That's a good We're one. Have to add that documentary. Yep. That's yep. good. All right. What accomplishment are you most proud of? Quitting drinking. That's a great accomplishment. Congratulations. Yeah. That Thank yeah, you. that is awesome. Also not funny, but sorry. No, that's okay. Oh, that's okay. Well. No, that's that's amazing. It's not easy and and Roxy no. seems tends to lean towards the serious questions. I do. We call them fun, <laughs> dumb questions, but we've realized on this list, there's just so many that yeah. they're just not all that way. And she leans to more towards the serious. Mm-hmm. And then I get us back on track by asking things like crunchy or smooth peanut butter. <laughs> Speaking Are you of. asking me that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> crunchy or smooth. Because I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, wait a minute. It's called peanut butter. Butter. Peanut. Butter. Peanut. Do you like chunky butter? <laughs> No. Well, there's. It's not peanut. It's if it was peanut butter, yes. <laughs> you know that I've heard that before. It's like people, chunky. Well, what would you put in chunky butter? What would? Ew. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> cheese. I'm uh, just trying to think of something that could be small and crumbly. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it's just the way I w- was raised. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's just I just didn't have it around my house, and I just grew used to not having it that way. Right. Well, it's so. funny. I actually have said that too. I kind of will bond the question. We call it and go both ways by like, it depends on what I'm putting it on. You know what uh, I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. And actually, you know, most things in life are not absolutes. So. Right. Yeah. You know, right. They, Absolutely. All right. If you could live in a TV world, now we say home or whatever, which would it be? And we've amended this question many times. I feel It could like. be with the characters. <laughs> with, the, with the cast of the show or not. Mm-hmm. And it can be a movie now. Right. Because we've had a couple oh. of those. True romance. True romance. The movie? I'm trying to remember that. I, I mean, I know of it. Roxy has a blank stare on her face. Um, <laughs> it was written by Quentin Tarantino right. when he didn't direct oh. it. But what was Christian it? Christian Slater's in it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just a crazy movie, and it just kind of sums up parts of my existence. Gotcha. <laughs> love it. <laughs> right. I love when you can watch something and connect to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. Excellent. Well, if you ever do watch it and you think of me, think of me that just remember, I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> We'll Noted. Have to, we'll have to put that on the list, Roxy. <laughs> All right. Well, Rick, we're out of time, unfortunately. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and meeting the Littles. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we get in touch with you? You're on Twitter and all that stuff? Yeah, I'm a Crunchy Rugger on Twitter. 
And if you want to see what a website created by a 55-year-old salesman looks like, uh-huh. you can go to signaturestructureshome.com. That's my company's website that I make. Gotcha. Nice. Oh, okay, great. And you're on Facebook, right? Because that's how I found you, I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Under Rick Sharp. Right, yes. right. Okay. You made it easy there. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to do some lurking. I couldn't find you on Wait, Twitter. That's right. I was like, maybe he's just not on Twitter. Because, yeah. you know, there's some people that don't do one or the mm-hmm. other. So I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Well, again, thank you so much. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. All right. It was Any, very, very, very definite. And this is <laughs> yes. what it is. <laughs> yes. And I will, if I'm in someone's house, I will only change it while I'm using it. Oh, but okay. Then I'll, change, I'll change it back. I won't, I won't leave nice it like that. Oh, not a sociopath. Wait, so wait, so you go in, you see that it's under. I can't use it like that. So then you, then you change it, use the bathroom before you leave said bathroom, you change it back. Turn it back. Yes. That's a first for us. Wait, that's so interesting. That's a first for us. That is a first. That's so respectful of the people that you're visiting, but also very respectful of yourself of like, this is, these are my needs. It needs to be yes. over, but these are their needs. So I'll put it back to under. That is so nice I can't nice even of use you. it when it's under. I mean, how do you even do that? I mean, you got to hold the, you gotta hold it while you're trying to tear. I mean, no. it's ridiculous. Now, so wait, let me ask you a question. I love that we're deep diving into the over under here. Now, so you're there, you take yeah. it off to change it. Why wouldn't you just... I don't know, just unroll it there. Take it off the roll, use it, put it back. Well, now you've got me rethinking everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep no, doing what, what you're is, doing. Is it, mainly it's hotels. Like, I come to hotels and oh, they've okay. always got it the wrong way. And what I like oh. is there's one hotel I stay at a lot where it's always under, mm-hmm. and I change it to over. Like, I'm staying there for three days. Mm-hmm. Every time when I come back to the room and they've done the room, they've always switched it back. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I swear to God. And it's like, why are they doing this? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, I would like wait until wait until I leave. I would get a sharpie or something and just write "Do not touch" on the on the toilet paper at the, la- the top of must it. Must be over. Now it's funny because I was only I know exactly which I don't remember the name of the hotel, but I was in Durham, North Carolina, staying at the uh-huh. hotel that's right next to the new ball field, and they had this new and I posted a video of this. They had this I don't even know how to explain it, but it was um, a toilet paper that was it was attached to the wall. But it was on a hinge where you could flip it either way within like a second. So you could have it both ways. It didn't matter. Wow. Yeah. It was I like very clever. Yeah, progress. A, I like yeah. when you yeah. go into a, a bathroom and there's two rolls. It's in one of those oh, yeah. compartments. The, the double rolls. One is you, over and one is under. Yeah. So everyone wins. Right. That's a good one too. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes when the roll is sitting right on top of the other roll, you can't like undo the bottom oh, roll yes. the, the top that's roll is yes. that's true it's like putting pressure on it yes that's <laughs> the so engineering annoying. is poor yeah, yeah I agree 100% oh my god we can oh, totally toilet out. paper alright well <laughs> who knew <laughs> for the two people that are still listening to this we thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah leave all that in just anybody who didn't already think I was crazy none of the littles that know me will be surprised by any of this I mean you should know that you're not the only one that changes toilet paper you're just oh, the yeah, first right. one that changes it, it to use it, it to then change it back yeah yeah. And, and just for the record, we're a little disappointed here because you warned us before we started this interview about some language possibilities and we didn't get any of that. So <laughs> Well, I do talk to clients on a regular basis, so I am capable of not oh, doing it. I, I just I just didn't want to discount the possibility that it could happen. Right, oh, I see. right. Okay. We can re record from the beginning and I'll totally go blue. Oh no, time. we won't put that pressure on you. It's okay. All right. He's like, Well go <laughs> f- yourself then. No. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. Rick, thanks so much for the time. We really appreciate it. You got it. Thank you. Draw me, Eric. 
All right, all you loyal littles, we'll be right back. This is Brad Rice, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Thank you, Rick Sharp, for coming on. It was and so much fun. It was so much fun. Now, I swear to you, we did not know he was going to do that last little thing. So, yeah. Eric Londrigan, do that with what you will. It's weird. I swear we didn't talk about it off air. We didn't talk mm-hmm. about anything. He just randomly yelled out, Eric, draw me <laughs> at the very end. So, I was like, okay. And um, So, anyway, so, Eric, you know, you, obviously, Eric, you've got tons of fans requests. out there. You're getting requests. So anyway, all right, Roxy, let's get to the Friday Five. Friday Five. Oh, Friday. Friday Five. Friday Five. Friday Five. Oh, Friday. Friday Five. Friday Five. Friday Five. Oh, Friday. Friday Five. Friday Five. Boom, boom, boom. All right, Roxy, what's the first one? All right, this is from Rob Colpine. Um, oh, right. Swagmaster. Yes. yes. So number one, which coach, player, actor had the unbelievable task of following a legend and either failed miserably or stepped up to the task? Wow. I've got a bunch. I mean, they're all athletics. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like a movie star of like just to do something different. But I mean, I, mean, I have one. I mean, we've got Steve Young. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. And then we've got obviously Rogers. Mm-hmm. We've got from Brett Favre. I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks. It's mostly quarterbacks. I'll be curious to see who the next Tom Brady is. Well, but that's already done because he's gone. He's been gone for a year. So now they're just going to have to find their next quarterback. Well, We're talking about right, people that New like England, sat there sure. and waited for their chance. Sure. And then they either well, retired. Well, he sat there or, and waited for Drew Bledsoe. Well, right. But yeah, Bledsoe yeah. was not yeah. nearly. No, no. Bledsoe I was mean, not like anyone. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Right. You know, type of thing. Right. Doesn't he these, own a winery now? I don't know. I have or no brewery, idea. Brewery, so you like do that. yours, and I'm I'm trying to think of like a like a sequel, like those Batman movies, right? You know, and right. I just I I wasn't into those, so yeah. I know they had like a different guy in Spider Man. They had yeah. a different guy every time and yeah. stuff like that. So it uh-huh. wasn't like I'm trying to think of the other ones that I would think of, like you know Rocky. It was always Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, and, you know things like that. Well, it's like James Bond. Yeah, James. That's another. I know my one. mom loved Sean Connery, but she also loves Daniel Craig. Yep. All the other that's ones were like. One. Eh. Is that what you're going to use? No, oh, okay. I was going to use an actor. That was, though. A, good, that was um, a good one. So this is the first thing that popped into my head. I thought the most recent live action Beauty and the Beast with um, mm. Emma Watson, Dan Stevens, love him. Anyway, Emma Thompson played Mrs. Potts. Oh. And I thought, I mean, Angela Lansbury, there is nobody yeah. like Angela Lansbury. That's a good one. But I thought she did a wonderful job. Really? I thought she was so good in that role. Okay. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's a little different because Angela Lansbury didn't do the movie. She just did the voice. Right. You didn't actually see but her. But she sang the song of the show. Yeah. So. And, and I thought Emma Thompson did a, a beautiful job. Okay. So. All right. Good. Yeah. All right. Number two, what is the worst sequel, spinoff, reboot, and why? Ooh, this is tough. So I love Star Wars. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh-oh. I love Star Wars. <laughs> all right. Tread lightly here, Roxy. And I've seen, I've seen almost all of them. I don't think I've seen this last one. But I was so excited for one, two, and three to come out. I thought one was pretty good. Jar Jar Binks was meh, yeah. whatever. But I really didn't like two and three. Oh, they were terrible. But honestly, I think it was more about I didn't like the guy playing Anakin. And I didn't like how in the third movie they made Queen Amidala... Is it still her? Natalie Portman's character. But I didn't like how they made her character so like, I don't know, I thought she was wimpy and 
not strong like she was in the first movie, and I didn't like him. Well, and Hayden although, Christensen, although I, I just I didn't like, I, I must it. cut you off here because the question was, what's the worst sequel? Aren't these technically They're prequels? prequels? <laughs> but they were made after. I know, I know, I agree. They I agree one hundred percent. The original trilogy, there's nothing like it. I um, think I've seen them. I know I've seen them because I own them all on yeah. DVD, but I mean, I've never watched yeah. them more than once. So I would say it's probably less the storyline and more the actors playing the roles that I was just, right. oh my gosh, now, and the writing for them. I was just I like, do have to Ugh. say the ones that came after. Yeah. Those, the ones in the last yeah. five to seven years, those have been yeah. great, I think. Rogue They're, One is yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. So, all right, I've got one. It's a TV show, of course. That 80s show. <laughs> I was never so excited for a sequel, okay? Uh-huh. Because I loved that 70s show. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I yeah. thought the writing was great. I do think maybe it stayed around for one or two seasons too long. Yeah. But I loved the last episode, spoiler alert, but it's been done for over almost a decade now. So they literally end the final episode is New Year's Eve, 1979. Yeah. And it's so, it, I got chills just thinking about it, how they ended it. They go upstairs from the basement and you hear them counting down oh, 10, nice. 9, 8, happy new year. And that's 1980. And so that's the end of the series. Yeah. So I thought that was really clever how they did that. Well, <laughs> that 80s show, because I grew up in the 80s. So right. I was like so excited. And I love the 80s and I love the music and everything. It was so bad. Now, I what I really wish I think they should have done, and I think it would have been a hit, is if they used the same cast. Because this was a totally different show, totally different vibe, totally different. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with that 70s show, except that it was basically ripping off, trying to piggyback right. off of their success. Right. And had they just used the same characters and just moved it into the 80s and like redid the house. Yeah. And I just think it would have been that hilarious. Been cool. It would have been cool. But anyway, that was terrible. Yeah. So anyway. All right. What's number three, Roxy? Number three. What is the first professional sporting event that you ever attended, and what do you remember about it? All right, mine's easy. I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. My mom took us. I don't know where my dad was. I don't know if my dad had to work that weekend or whatever. It was a trip with her college because mm-hmm. my mom went back to college. This is a long story, but so it was like through the college, and we took the train down to Yankee Stadium because you know yeah. we lived in upstate. Right. And so it was me and my sister, my older, my youngest sister, but she's older than me. Yep. And. We went to Yankee Stadium. They were playing the Milwaukee Brewers. They played in the American League and all that stuff. And it was Reggie Jackson in right field. I'll never forget that. I don't remember much about it, but I I remember learning. Well, actually, I do remember a lot about it because my sister got very sick. I don't remember what she ate, but she was puking her brains out at the stadium. (laughs) And... I remember they won. I I remember I learned a lot about that day because when I found out that I was like, oh, who's up first? And they were like, the Brewers. And I'm like, oh, man, really? You know, and they're like, oh, but we get last at bats. And I'm like, oh, okay. well, we didn't even need them because they won three to two. I remember the score. I remember everything about it. However, there was one kid that was with the group who didn't got separated somehow. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little kid. I'm like five at this time, six, maybe. And I've never been more scared, seriously, because my mom was one of the chaperones. So she had to stay behind in New York City (laughs) to try to find this kid. Okay, or like wait at the train. Because remember, this is pre cell phones. This is pre everything. And luckily, the parents of the kid were smart. enough. he was like a teenager. I think he wasn't like a little kid like us. But he was smart. They were smart enough to give him extra money so he could buy his own train ticket if he got separated. And that's exactly what happened. So the kid ended up on another train. And I just remember my mom, she had some other adults, you know, that were in charge of us for the train ride home. Right. And then my dad was waiting for us at the train station. And then my mom came on a later train because by then she figured out somehow they figured out that they found this kid. I don't know. It was I honestly I was five. I don't remember all the details. But yeah, it was 
was crazy. Yeah. I was scared. But that's the first sporting event, Yankee Stadium, Milwaukee Brewers. I want to say it was probably like 1979, something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, what's yours? Interesting. So it wasn't even the first sporting event I remember. It wasn't professional. It was semi-professional. It was, I know we used to, my parents used to take my brother and I to um, New Haven Ravens games. Ah. And they were, at the time... They were like AAA, right? Or yeah, they were the minor league team for the Colorado Rockies. Right. So my brother was a Rockies fan for a long time growing up. But I don't really remember much about it other than the Ravens mascot. And mm. he would sign my souvenir ball and whatever. But I do remember then when they shut down, Bridgeport opened up the Bridgeport Bluefish Stadium. And so we had the Bridgeport Bluefish who were also, they weren't an affiliate of anybody, but it was just fun to go. And and yeah, yeah, and they were closer to where we lived. And I just remember the first game we ever went to in that stadium. It was really soon after they opened. I don't know. It was just like the best time. The energy around the stadium was so infectious and awesome. There was a guy, like an older guy sitting not too far from us. All of a sudden, he just started shouting, let's go Bluefish. And I I don't know. I thought it was the greatest thing in the world (laughs) because people, you know, you do the call and response thing. And I think that was my first experience ever doing that, that I can remember. So it wasn't professional, but it was like kind of close to it. Yeah. It's the first sporting sure. events that I actually remember. And so. now, if I'm not mistaken, it's a concert venue. It is a concert venue. Which normally I'd be all in support of. Yeah. But because of when we were dating, I'd go up to your right. place up there in yeah. Connecticut. And yeah. I remember going, and I thought it was the coolest, cutest stadium. Yeah, I just really it's loved so the stadium. Cute. And now it's a parking and lot. And the train goes kind of, right yeah. by it the outfield. Goes, so yeah. we were always rooting for someone to hit a home run and actually hit a the train, train which passing is by. probably not going to happen because it's a little far. But or yes. there were train. No, it's not like they would hit to the tracks but sometimes the train if it was if they didn't have anybody on it they would stop and the conductors would pop like open the door and just like stand at the doorway and watch the game from there like it was so fun yeah yeah all right number four we all know and mostly love the neurosis that tony shares on the podcast what is the first thing you can remember about the show that made you feel like either this guy gets me or i can relate Now, Roxy, I don't know how much you're going to be able to answer that because you don't listen as much as I do. I'm just going to say the the, it's the whole get off my lawn, old man. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times he's told a story about technology. Well, I just shared one earlier with Mm -hmm. my cell phone thing Mm -hmm. with the first part of this episode. You know, that's when I think, oh, my gosh, I'm Tony Kornheiser. When I'm literally yelling. Oh, God. I don't say I'm yelling at the millennial. but What have I gotten myself into? He he kept like, (laughs) right? (laughs) too late now Roxy Um, but no seriously like this kid was I'm telling you sir it can I'm like and I'm telling you it can't happen you know (laughs) because I've tried many times and it just never had this the first millennial that's been able to successfully get it to work on my phone and actually explain it to me and bless his heart he was very calm he was very cool and he was very (laughs) helpful I guess is how I'm saying so that's the only thing I can think of yeah I'm not sure I have one for that yet the only thing I can think of is PTI and I just want them to finish on time right. I don't think that actually answers the question yeah well sort of okay uh, what's the last one the last one many of you know me as the swag master of the Tony Kornheiser show as well as a few other tangential podcasts what is the first piece of swag or memorabilia that you bought for yourself hmm. wow this is good for me it has to have been a t-shirt from the rocket store here oh, at yeah. Radio City yeah Anytime I took a trip into the city, we had to stop at the Rocket store and I had to get a new shirt. Hmm. And it does say that you bought for yourself. Yeah. So I'm going to probably say it was late, you know, obviously later in life. Well, I mean, I had baseball cards mm-hmm. growing up. I mean, I don't yeah. think that really counts. 
Why not? Well, because that's not swag. That's not considered swag is like shirts, jackets, hats, things like that. So, but I'm just going to probably say it had to be something Boston. Now there was a bonus question, Roxy. And it says the shameless plug question. If you would like to see one item added to the online store for the show, what would it be? Well, one you actually came up with, so I can't take credit, Roxy, but you probably don't remember this, but you were saying Christmas ornaments. Yeah, that'd be cute. Like a Christmas ornament yeah. for the Christmas tree. Yeah. Something or that you can hang on the tree. A dreidel that has Oh, a TK show dreidel. Roxy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, I think that's great. I hope we're not, I don't, I don't think we're offending anyone with that. I don't know. I hope not. No. We should probably get out of here before we before, I don't we, know. <laughs> before we get in trouble here. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run over to Apple or iTunes and give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. And it does really help. Thanks so much to Rick Sharp again for being our Meet the Littles guest today. And we have Sean Morrissey, Jolene Wojcik, and Brad Weiss as our bumpers today. So thank you all for those. We really appreciate those. Don't forget, if you want to send us in a bumper, please do. We take them all the time. If you need help with that, just let us know. We'd love, the more the merrier. We, yeah. we love, and we've yeah. had some really good ones while we had Santa. So that was fun. The and uh, We have the technology now. Back in the day when we first started this, we didn't have as, it wasn't as easy. Now we can make it happen within seconds. If you want to call us, you can do that and yep. we'll record it. Or you can just send it via Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's an option there. I mean, there's so many different ways to do it now. And more importantly, Roxy, if you would like to be a Meet the Littles guest, don't be shy. We're really fun. We're absolutely fun. We're not smart or funny, but we're fun. <laughs> there's no pressure. For those of you that have never done it before, we do. The, we send out these forms and it says right on there, anything that comes out that you don't want aired, we'll take it out. So just let us know. Email us, tweet us, whatever, however, reach out and we'll make that happen. Yeah. All right, Roxy. And as always, if you are out shopping online tonight. Which I will probably be doing. You will be because I'm heading to work. Use the code. Oh, wow. yeah, that was that was fantastic. <laughs> Sitting in the blue sky. Gold drink by my side Drinking and just thinking About the way you lied About the way you left me All the tears I cried All the lonely nights I spent Without you by my side But today beneath this blue sky On the patio Gold drink in my hand Listening to Is he on my blue white nose? Sitting neath the blue sky, sunlight shining down. Thinking how my life has been, you ain't been around. And how these Adirondacks could use a coat of paint. Add it to my list of important things On my list you ain't Today beneath this blue sky A slight breeze moves the air Sitting with my drink in 
eyes that are on that chair You're no longer here Baby, I don't really care Gave up trying to figure Why you left and where'd you go Through your whip and what I said All things I'd like to know But the day the blue sky up above Is the only blue I know Drinking and just thinking about the way you lie All the lonely nights I spent without you by my side I put it all behind me, all my tears have dried And today beneath this blue sky on the patio Cold drink in my hand, listening to the radio Today the blue sky up is the only blue I know podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.